So, but let's say that we eat matzah and we eat murder. We eat matzah, zeichel le'geula. Why do we need eat murder, zeichel le'avdus? Rabbi Yankavemdin explains the four kashas. Four kashas boil down to one fundamental question. Four which are one. And the child wants to understand, Father, what are we supposed to remember this magnificent night? Avdus or Chedus? Exile or redemption? Golas or Geula? On one hand, we eat Matzah, which is a Zechel Echerus. We eat Moro, which is a Zechel Avdus. Matzah itself is a Zechel Geula. Lo hisbik betzikam shalavoseinu lahachmetz. The other hand, it's Lechem Oini. We start off the Seder. And our response to our child is, we are supposed to remember both Avdus and Cherus. And why is that? The Zayla Kodesh says, only a slave really appreciates freedom. A person that never knew bondage and never knew slavery, how would he know to appreciate freedom? And only one that was terrorized by the darkness of night would appreciate sunrise. And that is why it is only if we remember Golas that we really will be thankful and appreciative of Gola. But I think it goes far beyond that. Rabbi Kiva ben Yosef taught us, I'll call Tzorah Shalaitavoy, called the Ovin Rachmona Letav. Even when we suffer, we believe Kodesh Bochu loves us, he is with us, and it is all to the better. I heard from my great Rabbi, the Kloyser Magarebi, why is it when we say Shemai Yisrael Hashem Laukeinu Hashem Echol, we lift our hands and cover our eyes? So the source of this Aloha Zagamor and Baruch Yud Gimel, Shechanoch says, we don't want to be distracted because Kavana is Ma'akev Posekrush and Shalkriya Shema. But if that is the only reason, you could simply close your eyes or look into your sitter. Lifting your hand, covering your eyes, seems to be a symbolic act. What is the message we want to convey? So the great Kloyzer Magarebi said, as we all know from so many sources. And each and every one of us as an individual and Klal Yisrael as a nation, we know better days and we know darker days. It's part of life. It's part of the cycle of life and especially the life of nations and especially our people. Kodesh has two names. Sometimes he appears and sometimes we cover our eyes and we say Hashem Echad Everything is avaya. Everything is lachamim. Sometimes it's hard to see. Sometimes it's impossible to see. And that is why we cover our eyes. Regardless of what we see, we believe and we try to feel Hashem Echot. Everything is lachamim. Like the Ramban writes, Pashas v'zaysa brochami aminoi eishdas la moi. In this passage there's a side, midasadin klula v'racham. So there's the magnificent story in Agodesh Pesach of the greatest and all coming together and it's a question that everybody asks 
Why would they all leave their families, their Talmidim, their yeshivas, and all come to Bnei Barak? And why Bnei Barak? Rabbi Kiva was the youngest of the Chabura. Rabbi Eliezer and Rabbi Yeshua were the Rabbeim. Rabbi Kiva was a Talmud of Rabbi Eliezer and Rabbi Yeshua. Instead of him going to them, why did they come to him to Bnei Barak? And Rabbi Tarfin was older than Rabbi Kiva. What brought them all to Bnei Barak, my feeling is, and I said this many times, my feeling is it's Teir sense. Those were the dark days after Chorben Abayis. The base of Middash was destroyed. Kalalia's sword is shattered and broken. And the days of Rabbi Kiva, many still hoped that Ben Koziva Bar Kochva will turn the tide. He still was fighting the Romans. And Rabbi Kiva believed he's the Mashiach. And in the days of Rabbi Kiva, the destruction was final. Beitar fell, Matzada fell, Bar Kochva was murdered, killed by the Romans. And a terrible depression descended on the people when they finally realized that this is Chorban. I will go into exile. Everybody was shattered and broken. Whom do you turn to in days of darkness? Rabbi Kiva is the one. His motto was always called the Ovid Rachmona Letav Ovid. All the Gedoyladar come to Rabbi Kiva and they want to see how would his Seder look. No Korban Pesach, no Beis Megdash, dark exile, the dark curtains of exile were drawn. Everybody comes to learn from Rabbi Kiva, to derive chizuk from Rabbi Kiva. He is the great teacher. He always sees Or and at the end of Masechet Marcus, when they see Eshual Yoytzim of His Kodesh Hakodeshim, and everybody starts breaks down crying, Rabbi Kiva Metzachek. That is what brought them to Bnei Barak to see Rabbi Kiva's Seder night, and that is the secret of Shemay Yisrael Hashem Echad. So my feeling is, we eat matzah to remember redemption. We eat mora to remember Golas, and then we have koyrech matzah v'mora biyachad to teach us that matzah and moror are not really so much different. And we could feel ta matzah in the moror. My dear friends, exactly 20 years ago, Tavshin Samach Gil, Belayla Seida, it was the 27th of March. There was a terrible terror attack in the Park Hotel in Atania in the middle of the Seder night. A bomb exploded. One of the worst terror attacks Israel has ever known. 30 people were killed, 160 were injured in the middle of the Seder. And I spoke the first day of Chalamoid to hundreds of people. Nobody asked the question, but it was lingering in the air. It was blowing in the wind. It, the question didn't need to be asked. People come together to rejoice, to remember Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, to remember Geula. And this is what happens in the middle of the Seder. Devastation, death, destruction, entire families torn asunder. Dam ve'eish ve'tim soshon in its most horrific form. So when I addressed the people, I told them a story. A story which I read in 
בגטו קובנו דיירי, אנשאל עושה תשובה סמימה מעקי. So let me give you a brief introduction to Mima Maki. Rabbi Frey Mashri was one of the Gedolim in America, a very, very special Talmud Chacham. And he was the major Talmud Chacham in Ghetto Kovno. There was no official Rav in the ghettos, in those horrible ghettos. But all the Shilas came to Rav Ashri. In those circumstances, you didn't really have Svorim, didn't even have paper. He scribbled his answers as shuvas on scrap paper and buried those pieces of paper under the lampposts of the barbed wire fence, hoping that if he will survive, he will salvage those little pieces of paper and use them as a basis to write lengthy shuvas, discussing the horrific shyness that he was asked. He survived. And he dug out those little pieces of paper. And he printed five volumes, Shalasichuvas Mimamaki, a masterpiece. So we learn the story of Moshe Goldkorn was the only chassid in the Kovno ghetto. How a chassid got there, I don't know. I don't know the story. So Rav Ashri tells the story, in the middle of the Seder night, there's a knock on the door. And in the ghetto, there was a knock on the door. You were terrified. Walks to the door, petrified, opens the door. And there stands Moshe Goldkorn, bruised, battered, hurt, his mouth oozing blood. And Rabbi Oshi asks Moshe Goldkorn, what happened? And Moshe tells him, I was baking at a Pesach Matzah because I'm a chosid. And that's our meaning every year. And a Nazi caught me. And with his big stick and whip, he, he almost killed me. He broke my teeth. My mouth is bloody. And I have a question to ask you. And I try to imagine what runs through Rabbi Ashley's mind. Ayvei, what is he going to ask me? Tzadik v'raloi. Rosha why do I deserve this? Why? I was just trying to be Mekayim the Mitzvah and the meaning of my forefathers. So what did he ask? Moshe Goldkorn asks the rabbi, I never ate shruya because I'm a chosid. But he broke all my teeth. I can't chew. I can't bite. So what should I do? Should I eat shruya first time in my life? Or should I forego mitzvah's matzah? When I read the story and I read the question the first time, I was crying. And I don't know whether you realize I'm emotional right now and I have difficulty talking. And I say, what carried us through this terrible gullus is not our answers, but maybe our questions. Questions like the Moshe Goldkorn's questions. Kodesh Baruch has his ways and Moshe Goldkorn didn't question a Kodesh Baruch's ways. What troubled him was not, why? Why do I deserve this? Why did this happen? What he wants to know is, what does a Kodesh Bochu expects from me, and what could I do for a Kodesh Bochu? Should I eat Shruya or not? Not always do we have the answers. Sometimes we just cover our eyes 
and say Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem Echad. We believe, we try to feel. The questions sometimes are more important than the answers. So whenever I tell the story, are you interested to know what Rabbi Ashri's answer was? I think the question is far more important than any answer. Okay, so the answer was, of course, eat shriya, because it's a mitzvah said the Uraisa. Better eat shriya than not eat matzah at all. But the question is far more inspiring than the answer. Not always do we have answers. But that is what Rabbi Kiva taught us. You cover your eyes. Hashem Echod. Called the Yovad My father told us the story many times. Spending the Leila Seder in Mildorf in a Nazi labor camp. And the Kloisenberger Rebbe, my great Rebbe, the great Godlin Sadek, was worried a few weeks before Pesach was going to be with Matzis. And people laughed at him. What else do you want besides matzahs? Do you need Rabbeinu Tamstvillan? Do you need a talus with a big Torah? What else do we expect to get? Forget it, people said. And he said, how will we have a Pesach without matzahs? Miracle of miracles. Two weeks before Pesach, there was an Allied bombardment. And they bombed the train station and there was a Nazi train there which was torn to shreds and a huge quantity of wheat was dispersed on the fields and those decimated Jews coming back from work every day picked up a few kernels of grain and brought them back into the machna and it was putting your life in jeopardy a day or two before Pesach the close of Maghreb and a small group of Mesiris Nefeshina my father was one of them took some racks, crushed the grain, had some kemach, some flour, out of Pesach, took some water, put on a little fire, and they baked matzahs. There were 11 little matzahs, each one this big. My father was one of them. He got a little matzah. And the Leila say that he sat in total darkness, on their little matzahs. And the great, great Klozenberg Rebbe quoted the entire Agoda from his memory from beginning to end, which very few people could do. Try to imagine the scene. They were in far worse circumstances than Golas Mitzrayim. What we learn in the Torah is after leaving Mitzrayim people sometimes long to go back there. Nobody that was in the Holocaust ever wanted to go back there. No one. No one of the millions they were in far worse circumstances than our forefathers in Mitzrayim. So what did they have to rejoice about? But that is the Mesiris Nefesh of our people. Always. Anywhere. Everywhere. The Vekas and Baruch 
like Moshe Goldkorn. Do I eat shruya or don't I eat matzah? Thanking Yekodesh Baruch covering your eyes and saying, Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem Echad. That's the message of Koyrech. Matzah Geula, Moreres Golos. Koyrech teaches that the Golos is a mafteach shel Geula. And even Midas Adin is infused and part of Midas Arachad. Let us hope that Bekorabi Yameinu we will see Kvoid Hashem Galya. Not Behesto, but Begilui. Ki Ayin Ba'ayin Yeru Bishuv Hashem Tzioin Veniglo Kvoid Hashem. We should see Chazde Shemayim Gluyim Bechesed Uvarachamim and in these glorious days of Geula, Benisanigalo, Benisanasidna, the Gora Kodesh Bohu should send Moshiach Zetenu, Vivna Lono Basmi, the Shaino Visifartenu, Vishon Nechal, Menazvochim, Omena Psochem, Shiagia Domam, Alkior, Hames Beach, Bemhero, Viomeno, Omen, Akushon, Freilach and Pesa.